Hello, I want to welcome you to this very special mini series at Blackness in the Workplace. I am the founder as well as the host, Jessica, and I'm very, I'm very excited about this mini series that we're doing. And when I say excited, I am, you know, excited is not necessarily the right word to use, but it's very important that we do this series. And this series is a continuation of our episode that aired on September 20th about pips and black professionals. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go ahead and do that. Um, There's a lot of really good information, but generally speaking, we're talking about performance improvement plans or pips that are often used as weapons against black professionals in the workplace where black people are threatened into silence, where black people's livelihoods and their work performances are questioned usually for very trivial reasons. And the fallout from these practices are very, are very serious. And so you have professional fallout, you have emotional and mental um, issues that people have as a result of really being bullied and disrespected in the workplace. And this is a subject that is very much hidden and not discussed well. I mean, among certain groups, people talk about it, but this is a very pervasive issue. And I know this because when I put out the call and I said, hey, have you ever been put on a pip? please reach out to me. The response was very overwhelming. And I knew I had to go ahead and prioritize this mini series over a few others because I really wanted to make sure that I'm doing my part in exposing this issue. So the stories that you're going to hear over the next few weeks, these are real people. These are black folks that are coming from all professions, all backgrounds, all educational levels who are talking about their experience and their from all over the country. I even had black people from all over the world reaching out to me from the UK and South Africa talking to me about this. So this is a very common practice that is um, meant to hold black people back. So when you are listening, I want you to open your hearts, I want you to open your minds, and I want you to pay attention to the themes that you're gonna hear from these people as they speak about their experiences. We are not here to gaslight anybody. We are not here to make anyone prove or disprove. These things are their experiences and we are going to respect that and we are going to uplift them and we're going to listen to what they have to say. And I hope that this series not only exposes this horrible practice, but also helps a lot of people too, because there's so many of us out here that are struggling. So I encourage you to not only listen, but as well as share this podcast and share these episodes with people so that this can be a blessing for them as well. So lastly, I want to thank everybody who agreed to do an interview. For many people, this was not easy. Um, A lot of people reached out and was like, I can't, I'm not comfortable. But then there was a lot of folks who were brave enough to say, hey, look, I'm willing to discuss this and, and share my story. So again, I want to thank everybody who reached out and and whether they wanted to be a part of the podcast or not again i'm very very grateful for everyone's support and for those who will be featured on this season as well as season two because we will continue this um this conversation again i thank you and i really appreciate you sharing and trusting me with your story
So with that being said, we are going to start our episode of Blackness in the Workplace, our mini series discussing pips and their threats against black employees. So as promised in the intro, we are bringing people on to tell their own stories and their own words. Um, I think it's very important to hear the diversity of the people that's going to come on the show and talk about their experiences. So today I'm very happy to have with me Danielle. So Danielle, thank you very much for being brave enough and being open enough to share your story with us here at Blackness in the Workplace. Of course. Thank you for having me. All right. You know, Danielle was one of those people who answered the call right away when I put it out there saying, hey, does anybody want to share their story? And, you know, she raised her hand and said, I do. So I said, great, let's, you know, have that conversation. So Danielle, how are things going for you right now in your life? Um, things are okay, you know, with everything considered. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, 2020 is very traumatizing. Um, (laughs) and so people are going through it and handle it however they handle it. So that's all we can do for right now. So, um, if it's okay, good, bad, otherwise, you know, we just do what we have to do. So Danielle, let's get started with the conversation about your experiences with um, PIPs. That's what we're going to call them moving forward here. But I want to start off with just getting an overview of your career background, kind of where you're coming from in the industry, and then kind of move into um, just a general description of the company that you were at when all of this went down. Yes. So I work in advertising. I have been in the industry for about six years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, I this incident happened two years ago. So, you know, I was still a pretty seasoned professional. Okay. So you were in the industry for quite some time. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then what was the company kind of like an overview of the company? Was it a marketing company, agency? Yeah, it was an agency. Um, they had several um, really big clients that, you know, people would be, would be um, familiar with. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, like I said, we're not going to really name drop, like, you know, we want to be very careful. We want to respect you and your privacy. So I appreciate you at least giving us kind of like an overview of where you were when all of this went down. So how would you describe your relationship with your manager prior to all of this happening? Um, I think my manager was, I didn't really feel like she was invested in my growth at the time. Um, you know, she would constantly talk about like, projects that were up and coming, but I never really got the impression that she was interested in, you know, fostering my growth and helping me get promoted. Okay. Now, did you have conversations with her before where you were like, hey, can we have one-on-one meetings? Can we talk about some of the goals that I have for myself? Did those conversations happen? We did have one-on-ones at first, and then I noticed that she kind of um, let them fall through the cracks. She wasn't having them with me as frequently as she was with other um, people on the team. Okay. Yeah, that is kind of a common theme that I've noticed in talking to people is that, you know, either there was never really a lot of contact with their manager or, you know, there was never one-on-one meetings or if there were, it sort of fell off. Did um, did you ever bring that to her attention and say, hey, you know, what's going on with these one-on-one meetings? And if so, did she say anything as to why um, they may have fallen off? Um, Not really. I was slightly intimidated because at the time there was a little bit of um, a rough patch with myself and another team member whom she was more 
friendly with. So I, I felt a little intimidated kind of confronting her about certain things, especially with one-on-ones where I felt like I would get reprimanded. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So your relationship was kind of just not bad, not good, but it just wasn't, it was more or less non-existent. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. And then um, what was some of the circumstances that led you to being on the pit? Um, So I mentioned that there was another person on the team that I didn't have the best relationship with. Um, I kind of felt like that opened the door for the PIP to happen and kind of escalated it. Um, And I know they they try to make it seem like it was performance related, but I, I personally felt like there was more to it than the way I was performing. Okay. And then, um, so you said that you were having issues with another coworker. So when she put you on a PIP, what was kind of her reasoning for doing that? Um, there were instances where, on the PIP, where um, she kind of said, like, I was disrespectful to a person on my team. And then I was also misquoted. And it was something that was just so bizarre. It's something that I would never say to anyone in the workplace. And um you know, I brought it to her attention when during the meeting with her in HR. And I said, this is not, this is very out of character for me. I would never say this. And my manager allegedly said she heard me say it herself. And that's how it ended up on the pit. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, and then was there any things that she said that you needed to improve on? Because I know part of the pip is the so-called improvement aspect. Was there anything with the quality of work that she was identifying were issues as well? Yeah, she said that my work, um, it had a lot of errors and that it required me to, um, you know, be more careful and accurate in my work. And then they also, there were several instances in the PIP where they said that I wasn't quiet. I was, I wasn't vocal. I was too quiet on in team meetings. I didn't speak up or participate. And most of that came from me just being intimidated and feeling like an outcast. Okay. So, so when she said to you, I guess the, this is kind of like a double question here. So the first part where you mentioned that she said that you said something that you didn't say, and then the HR manager said that she heard you. How did you handle that part of it? Oh, so it was actually the, my team manager who okay. me and heard, overheard me say it. And sorry, what was your your so how, so how do you handle that when she said you you said this and you said hey I didn't say that how did you defend yourself on that? I insisted that I I, I did not say that. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I refused to accept something that someone else would you know someone would say that I mm-hmm. said something that I don't recall. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of hard to prove. It's hard to prove a negative. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to prove something that you didn't do something when it really didn't happen. You know what I mean? So when they put things like that on the pill, it can be very hard to like overcome that. So then my next question here is, you know, you said that there was, she said that there was issues with you being quiet and you said that, Hey, I, I'm intimidated by you. Did you, did you have that conversation with her and tell her, you know, I didn't, I never really felt connected with you as a manager from the beginning. No. And that's actually something that I, honestly didn't know at the time to to say or how to say that Mm -hmm. Um, but I did bring it up with HR in my exit interview that I'd never really felt comfortable on my in my team from the beginning okay and um HR didn't really have much of of a reaction to that okay 
So um, your manager never really, it didn't seem to you like she really tried to go out of her way to include you? Right, yeah. Okay. So um, now with the PIP, a lot of a lot of things can happen as a result of the PIP. So some people quit, some people are terminated. It, you know, a lot of different things go on. So what was your what was the end result of the PIP process with you once they presented it to you and once you've had those conversations? What did you do and why did you do those things? So I proceeded to sign the PIP and agree to you know get my act together allegedly within 30 days. But in the meantime, I was applying for a lot of jobs every single day because I knew that one way or another, they were going to make sure that I wasn't with the company. Mm -hmm. I lucked out and was able to find something. And um, I left within the 30 days. Okay. That's, I mean, that's really smart. You know, some people don't understand that that a PIP really is a formal way of managing someone out of the company. And the fact that you realize that, you know, have you ever been put on a PIP before this? Or is this the first time that's ever happened to you? This was the first time. Okay, so for someone where this is the first time that that happened to them, to have that foresight to say, hey, look, okay, let me go ahead and, you know, look for other employment. I mean, I think that was really smart of you to do that and, and position yourself so that you can, you can move from one job to another without really having, as we like to call it, the bag stopped. <laughs> so <laughs> I really, I really like that. So um, let's kind of talk about more of the personal aspect and you can, you could get as deep as you want to. So was there any professional fallout from being on the pit? Did you feel like it kind of stunted your career? Um, did it affect you emotionally? You know, how did it affect you? Yes, it definitely affected me in the emotional and professional aspect. Um, you know, I never really doubted my ability to do the job, but then that experience did, you know, affect me in that way. I, I did start to question myself. And even when I got an offer from a new place and then going into that role, I was constantly questioning myself mm -hmm. and worried that I might not be a good fit because of everything that happened prior to. Yeah. 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 I just constantly felt inadequate. And then even um, in my new role, my manager was much more accommodating and invested in my growth, but there were times where I kind of felt a little defensive because I wasn't sure where her intentions were. And that mm -hmm. was, that was wrong of me to assume, but that was kind of like the impact of everything that happened from the pit. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's what we call corporate trauma. You know, you do carry that baggage from one job to the next and you don't always know how it's going to impact you. And, you know, some people, you know, er, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and some people are like, I cried. I had a lot of emotional issues. Some people are like, I went into therapy. Some people are like, I was able to brush it off and move on. I mean, everyone's experiences are, are different depending on where they were um, in their lives when all of this went down. So, um, Danielle, what advice would you have for someone that was in that situation? And what are some of the things that you wish you would have known when all of this was going down? Yes, um, I definitely advise on on therapy if if that if that experience is cre kind of creating the same feelings that it gave me, I feel like um, therapy would have been very helpful. And, you know, being able to unpack all of the feelings that I had would have helped me 
even in my current role now, like I'm, I'm much more comfortable now, but if I had therapy, I think I would have grown a lot faster from it. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's some, some therapy. And then, um, what did you wish you would have known to better prepare you or to better assist you when they presented that tip to you? Um, I wish I was more vocal. I, I mean, I did speak out when I felt like I was misquoted and I'm proud that I did that. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I feel like I could have said a lot more, but I was so blindsided by the whole thing. Um, okay. And to be honest, I did want to complain and say that, you know, this was a lot of this was because of race, but my coworkers had talked me out of it and said, you know, that's probably not the best way to go. But looking back, I feel like maybe I should have said that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, your advice is really good advice. And like I said, you did, you did two things that I wish I would have done. Um, well, one of the things that you did was that you, you look for a job, you, you know, you kept your eyes peeled for new opportunities because again, a pip really is kind of like the beginning of the end in my opinion mm-hmm. and just from my own experiences and seeing that. And then also you spoke up for yourself. And I think that's very critical that you, if you, if something isn't right and you can prove it, or you like, Hey, this is, you know, I'm not going to sign this. I'm not going to agree to that. You know, you have every right to speak up and say, Hey, look, you know, this is not accurate. And, you know, I'm not going to sign off or agree to something that's not true. Um, did you keep any documentation at all when you were starting? Like, did you document the fact that the, the one-on-one meetings, excuse me, were declining? Was there any sort of things that you were doing like that? Um, not really. And that's also something I should have done too. Mm -hmm. I actually, the way my team was structured was we had one-on-ones with anyone who was basically a, a senior associate or higher. So Mm -hmm. I had one-on-ones with almost everyone on the team that was above my role. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, I appreciate you telling your story here, um, telling us what happened to you, you know, and how you handled the situation, as well as just providing advice and just saying, hey, look, I wish I would have known this. I wish I would have done that because it's a learning experience for everybody and for people who have never had this happen before, there really is no roadmap. Mm-hmm. to how to protect themselves now granted sometimes pip pips happen you know in my opinion i personally don't like pips and i've been very vocal about this and throughout this whole mini series i'm probably going to be repeating myself over and over but when it comes to pips they're not inherently bad you know what i mean there are times where people struggle and there are times when you know a manager has the job the responsibility to help you when you are struggling but there's a better way to do that and if a manager is being very sincere about wanting to develop their employees, they will take a proactive approach where they're meeting with you weekly so that they can see, okay, here's your transition. These are the areas that well, you need to approve and work with you to develop you and grow you if they really care about your success. And then a PIP comes because that person, for whatever reason, is not understanding or not thriving. But a pimp should never be a surprise at that point if you're doing it that way. You know what I mean? 
where it's like, okay, Danielle, we've done everything we can. You're just not getting it. This is your final warning. And that's when you're like, okay, I know that I've been struggling. Here's the PIP. But in the case of Black professionals, in many, many cases, when these PIPs are then weaponized, that's not the case, where you're, you're, ta- you're telling me, hey, I never had a one-on-one meeting with my managers. We didn't really have a close relationship or, you know, Nope, nobody ever identified any issues with my work until I get this pip that comes out of the blue. That's when it becomes weaponized. That's when it becomes a problem. Because then oftentimes these pips are very vague. They're very petty. The, mm-hmm. the goalpost is either non-existent, vague, or is always moving. So, you know, you have a manager who'll say, okay, Danielle, you've been screwing up for a whole year. Here's a pip. And then within one week, I want you to correct everything that you've been messing up for a whole year. It's like, what? <laughs> Um, I don't think so. So that's when you know that someone's trying to play you. That's when you know you're being thrown under the bus. And I really wish more employees understood that. Because when I put the call out there and said, hey, look, this is a real thing that has happened. I've had a lot of responses. But then again, I also had a lot of people say, hey, look, you know, my manager cares about me. And they're doing this because they want me to grow. And I'm like, if your manager cares about you, why is the pip the first time you're hearing about you not doing well at work? You know what right. I mean? That, that, that shouldn't be the case. And I've had people come back and say, I've been terminated. You were right. It's like, of course, <laughs> of course I'm right. I see it all the time. Like there's a, you're, you're being played. So I appreciate you, Danielle, coming on and, you know, sharing your story and, and, and really being open about that. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Any other advice, anything else um, before we wrap it up today? Yes. Um, don't be discouraged by pips. I think, um, you know, if one, co- if one company doesn't, value you somebody else will and you know a pip is kind of just a change waiting to happen for you so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a blessing in disguise yeah it it really can be you can look at it like that it was like hey this company if they're not going to treat me right there's always another company that will be more than happy to take you on and embrace you and and develop you in the way that you deserve to be and and the last thing you want to do is try to stick it out with a company who's made it very clear that they're not interested so so um again danielle thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us today of course thank you for having me well thank you for listening to this episode at blackness in the workplace the podcast so glad to have you with us Please note that you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can also go to our website at www.blacknessintheworkplace.com for more information. We post our episodes every Sunday for this first season. So please follow us so that you can get the latest and greatest content. Um, If you are interested in continuing this conversation, please go to the Tea Room on our website. It's a members-only safe space where you can talk and have dialogue. Until then, remember our experiences matter.